I'm Sam. And I'm Greg. We're, We're human, human beings. beings. And, and we, we like, like movies. movies. We'll be doing reviews of brand new releases. Old classics. Entire sagas. And even TV shows and video games. This, this is Reaction Time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 25th episode of Reaction Time Podcast. Um, we were going to have a, a really cool party, but Sam decided that he wanted to go on this super awesome trip um, right before we were going to record our podcast. So it's just me again today. Whoopee. Um, since it's just me, we're going to be talking about another video game. And it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. So, as the few people that listened to the previous one of Breath of the Wild know, Breath of the Wild is probably my favorite video game of all time. Um, and so I was super excited for this. A lot of the stuff leading up to it was really, really good. Um, all the trailers and everything were super awesome. Um, if anybody's worried about this, uh, this is going to be spoiler-free at the beginning, and then I'll get into spoilers later on. But I'll just kind of give a warning because I'm not sure how much Sam's going to be able to edit and stuff like that because he's having too much fun just being cool or whatever. So to start us off, I have watched every trailer before leading up to it, and... The last one that they posted, which I won't get into much because if you haven't seen it and you haven't played the game, I I recommend watching it because it's probably like my all-time favorite trailer. But if you want to avoid anything, then I wouldn't. Um, but all the music and everything in that trailer was so freaking good. And so I was super excited for when it came out. It has now come out. I have beaten it. For the most part, I got through the end. Uh, I wanted to try and finish it as quick as I could so that I could record this for you guys and give a really good um, actual in-depth look at it and everything like that. So in terms of spoiler-free, I am going to give this a 10 out of 10. It is probably now my all-time favorite video game, which says a lot because Obviously, the previous one was my all-time favorite. They took everything that was basically an issue or somebody had a problem with and just made it better. There is very little that I can think about that they didn't change. And it is really cool because it seems like they just pretty much took all the complaints that they heard around from everywhere on Breath of the Wild and they just changed it. They made it better. They made it basically three times bigger. They gave it a really, really cool story. They gave it awesome cutscenes. They did stuff with the durability of weapons. They did a lot of like stuff with the inventory and things that were just kind of these big concerns in the first one to the point now where Breath of the Wild almost feels like a tech demo for this game. That's how much better that this game has been. I have probably spent about mm, close to 100 hours on it, maybe not quite that high. And I went through, I did the main missions. I obviously beat the game, but I actually missed one specific place. 
um, which I'm excited to, you know, basically play. And obviously I'm going to keep playing this game because I am nowhere near complete. It has just been a super blast. So incredible. Anybody that doesn't have a Switch or this game, buy a Switch, buy this game. You will not regret it. Even if you've seen a lot of stuff on it, it is some of my favorite moments in video gaming now are because of this game and all of the different things that you can do in it. There's not a whole lot that I can say that's really spoiler-free um, other than kind of the things that I've already said. So I'm going to get into spoilers and it's going to be pretty much spoiling everything about the story, about all the new abilities, about the visuals and everything like that. So if you, I would recommend if you haven't beaten it all the way through, do not listen. I know that seems like, oh, you should be listening to this podcast. I need you to listen to it. But if you're going to play it, do not listen because you should experience how cool this game is for yourself without somebody else telling you and ruining some of the surprises because there's a lot of cool stuff in it. So go and play the game, play it for like 200 hours and then come back and listen to this, okay? Before we get into spoilers, um, just make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We will be doing, me and Sam will be reviewing a movie next week. So we'll be back together but make sure to subscribe, ring the bell. We have a Twitter now. We have our YouTube and everything like that. So go to all of our links in our episodes and subscribe to everything and subscribe to the channel. It's only 99 cents. We're the dollar menu people. So just do it because you're still breaking Sam's heart by not subscribing. And I don't have, you know, the money to feed my children. So make sure to subscribe because you obviously think we're awesome. So, all right, spoiler time. If you are listening and don't want to be spoiled, do not continue listening. I'm getting into spoilers right now. Okay, so like in the previous episode with a video game, I changed the scoring, not the scoring system, the scoring system's the same, but I've changed the categories the only difference is instead of story and acting separated, I have story and acting as one thing, and then I have gameplay as another category. Because story and acting mainly go hand in hand with video games for the most part. So in terms of visuals for this game, it's hard because everything looks so good. And I love the animation of this game and Breath of the Wild. But there are some frame issues. It performs very, very well most of the time. I would say whenever there was like a performance issue, I never really had it when it was like any kind of fight. So the performance issues, I guess, never really took me out of the game. It was just like if I was, you know, using one of the abilities or turning around very quickly in the sky or something like that. But when I was fighting, I never noticed any frame drops. And so a lot of the performance issues didn't bother me at all. I know they're there. It's the Switch. They 
basically took a game that was already a little bit too big for the Switch and pretty much tripled it in size. So the fact that there's not very many performance issues says a lot about the coding and the video game and Nintendo because I've done some coding myself and it is rough sometimes with trying to figure out how to make it play smoothly everywhere you go. So for the visuals, I am only going to dock it a couple points for the performance because like I said, it was never really a distraction for me. So I'm going to give it a 198 because there was so many cool new enemies in this game and we got freaking temples in this game and they all looked different. It wasn't the same temple or divine beast, just copy and paste it four times with a little bit of difference. These are temples. They're pretty fun. They're pretty good. We're still not quite, you know, ocarina type of dungeons, but way better than the original. And I would say relatively pretty fun. They were cool. It was kind of the same, you know, somewhat somewhat mission that you had to complete, which was just, um, you know, you had to unlock four things or you had to unlock five things to basically complete the temple. But the lightning temple was super awesome. Probably the coolest looking one. It felt like a temple that you're exploring everywhere. I think my personal favorite was probably the water one. And the main reason for that was the other, so disclaimer, I haven't done the spirit temple yet, so I don't know anything about that, but all the other ones are really good. So my favorite out of the four that I played was the water temple. And the main reason why I like the water temple was because you knew where the location for the like thing that you needed to flip or anything like that was at. And it was, instead of a maze of just trying to find it, it was how do I unlock it? And I think that was why it was my favorite because the other ones was just kind of like this big maze that you're just trying to figure out where to go, which is fun, but it's kind of like a trial and error thing where the water temple I felt was a little bit more of like your wits that you needed to use to complete it. All of the bosses in each of the temples were so different from each other and they were a lot of fun. For the most part, relatively easy. Um, I would say the, probably the water temple was the most annoying because the freaking sludge that was all over the ground and me not thinking, oh, I've got water hydrants that I can use to just basically attach to something and have it just go around was also really dumb on my part. So I was like trying to use a rod to get rid of all of it, but then transfer over to another weapon to be able to hit the guy and rinse and repeat. And it was super annoying when it was in the second half, but there was also a lot of fun and it was cool how different they were. The Rita one, super easy, but it was also a fun fight. It was just cool. It was cinematic. It was fun dodging and trying to um, destroy all of his like three little spots in one go, which is really fun to try and do. Um, I also love that you're able to find these bosses in the depths and play them again to get freaking the crystals and stuff. So that's a cool little touch that they added to that. So yeah, visuals, 198. Everything looks so good. The temples were awesome. The ending 
was super, super cool. Ganon is like the coolest Ganon in this game. He looks crazy. He's awesome. He's intimidating. He's terrifying. And I'm going to, this is kind of visuals. This is mainly visuals, but it's also vibe. When you fight Ganon the first time, you know, relatively easy, not like super crazy. You're kind of learning his moves. And then when he gets to his second form and that health bar just keeps going across the screen. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite moments in any Zelda because it was just so terrifying to see his health bar just continue to grow and grow and grow. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is a good Ganon. Even in all the other Zeldas, Ganon is usually your final boss, but it's more of the same, rinse and repeat. And it's a lot of just kind of waiting and stuff like that, where this one was you can determine how the fight goes. You can run up to him and make him attack you and flurry rush, which he'll freaking flurry rush back. Like, what the heck? He's got his freaking samurai sword and his crazy long hair. So he was a lot of fun, especially because he was so disappointing in Breath of the Wild. The first fight in Breath of the Wild was not hard at all. And then the second part was just the easiest, dumbest thing ever. It wasn't even like, cinematic cool like they did in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so you basically, you beat Ganon once, then you have to fight him again, and then you have to fight him in a second part again when he gets rid of his phantom Ganons. And then you have to fight him after he's turned into a dragon. So that part was easy, like Breath of the Wild, but a lot more intriguing and a lot more entertaining, I guess I would say. A lot more cinematic too, riding around on Zelda as she's a dragon and having to jump down at him and everything like that. It was easy, but it was still fun and a cool way to end it. The other cool things for visuals was diving to Zelda. That was a fun little thing that they put in there. Um, How does Link survive falling into the water? I'm not sure. I know he's basically indestructible, but all he had was pants on and the Master Sword, so I'm not sure how that worked, but oh well, we'll look over it. So yeah, game, visually, so good. This guy was really, really cool. I think my favorite part of this game was the depth. It was so different. The music was so cool in it, and it was just fun to explore. And all the gloom and everything was a cool concept to it. So, story. Let's get into story. This is perhaps my favorite opening to any Zelda game. You just start out and it's like, okay, you're with Zelda. You're going into underground, right? And it was just cool. You're just exploring. You have all your hearts. You have all your stamina. You've got everything, this armor. And you're exploring the dungeons with her and going over all the murals and everything like that. And just like a cool little cinematic way to do the story rather than just a cutscene. It was you playing it, which a lot of games do now, but it was cool to see it in uh, Zelda for the first time. So you keep going further and further, further and further into the depths. And 
you come across the main big open spot where you see a skeleton version of Ganondorf. That whole sequence was so cool and so terrifying at the same time. The way that he just like basically hits Link and Zelda and just pushes him away, destroys a Master Sword without having any issues and just raises up Hyrule like nobody cares. He's just like, yeah, you're not intimidating me at all. I'm just going to beat you up. This is fine. Such a cool way to introduce him to where you are like, oh my gosh, this Ganon is terrifying and really, really cool. So I love how they opened it. I actually really loved finding all of the tears. The memories in this game were a lot better than in Breath of the Wild because in Breath of the Wild, it was some backstory, but it was, it was pretty lame, to be honest. I mean, if you listen to the episode that I did, it I didn't score it high. So story was pretty lame. But in this one, the tears, all the backstory of Ganon, I love how they focused a lot on Ganondorf. It was just refreshing and him and turning into basically the king and everything like that. I like the introduction of Raru. He was really good and Sonya. They're both really cool new characters. Um, and I love Zelda's story. She basically falls at the beginning and gets teleported back in time and realizes that the only way that she's going to be able to pretty much save Hyrule is she has to take the the secret stone is what they call them. I don't know why they did just call them tears. I assume that's what they are, but the secret stone and turn herself into a dragon so that she can go through time to be able to give Link the master sword. And in this one, how they explain the master sword is the longer that it's like sitting, the stronger and stronger that it gets. And so all of these years have passed where it's been sitting with Zelda and getting way, way stronger and so it's a lot stronger now, so you're actually able to defeat Ganon with it before, where he was able to just destroy it super instantly. Getting the Master Sword in this game was a lot of fun. Um, the The annoying thing was I had went through, and you have so many Zonite materials. And I was like, oh, I don't really need stamina in this one. I'm going to start just getting hearts, because that's how I kept dying, was I was one-shot by everything. So in Breath of the Wild... I had just started with stamina because you basically needed stamina for everything. So it was so annoying when I go to find the master sword and I need a whole nother stamina wheel. So I had to go and find like 20, no, yeah, 20 shrines to be able to pull it out. Well, I was like, of course this game would make it stamina rather than hearts like the last one. So that was really cool pulling that out of Zelda and um, hanging on and everything like that. I thought the story at the end was really cool. Um, you know, beating Ganon and being able to get Zelda out of the dragon form and diving for her. That was fun. Um, I didn't ever try it, but I do know that you will just keep falling and <laughs> falling until you dive close enough to get to her, which is funny. It, I think it would have been a little funny if you just, if you never did, she would just fall and die. Oh no, dang it. Game over. <laughs> Got to start over. Got to be Ganondorf all over again. Um, that was fun. So, one really funny thing about the end of the game was 
when Zelda wakes up and she's kind of like questioning where she's at. And she says, Link, how am I? And then she just pauses and doesn't say anything. And so my wife, you know, was watching me play it. And so she's like, Link, how am I? And my wife's like, British. Because <laughs> it's like the voice actor for Zelda, I don't know why they kept her. She's just not great. I mean, she's fine, but they could have gotten so many better, so many, somebody so much better. Because Ganondorf was awesome. He was perfect. And everything about him was done really, really well. Sidon was pretty good. Um, Yanobu basically sounded like a Disney Channel character. So I'm not sure where they found him. Um, Tolan was fine. Raiju was pretty good. Um, so they did a lot. I think they did better than in Breath of the Wild with all of their cast, other than Zelda. Wow. It's also so random when Zelda's just talking to Link and Link doesn't say anything. So there's just like, it feels like an awkward pause when it's really not. I'm not sure what's going to happen if they do a Zelda movie. They have Link talk. I think that's going to throw everything out of whack. But anyways, side thing. So story and acting, I'm going to give it a 190 because it was a lot better. It was a really cool story. The ending was awesome. And the acting is higher because Ganondorf was perfect. He was incredible. So on to gameplay. They made so many things better in this game than in Breath of the Wild. Durability. You can fuse stuff to weapons now and they last way longer. I also thought the inventory user face was much better. Um, One of the biggest things for me, which is totally random, but... I always hated in Breath of the Wild when you would open a treasure chest and you it was like a sword and you had too many swords and it would close the treasure chest. You'd have to go to your inventory, see if you wanted to swap out a sword, drop it, and then reopen the treasure chest. And in this game, you just have the option when you open the chest to swap it with something else, which is so little. And I don't know why, but it was like the greatest thing that they added in this game. It was so nice just being able to drop a weapon whenever I wanted to without having to open up the inventory. And when I opened a chest, I didn't have to close it and reopen it like 1,200 times. So it's the little things that count, guys. Um, All the more enemies were really good. All of the different bosses were really awesome. They were fun fights. Um, I love that you, when you first go to your stables... If you play Breath of the Wild, it's really cool that you get your horses back. That was a fun little, just, you know, surprise that they didn't need to put in there, but just made it feel more real in like a sequel, because why would your horses have disappeared? Of course, they would be in the game, because it's still the same world, and it's not that long past Breath of the Wild. All the new abilities that they added into this game were really, really cool. Ultra Hand, fantastic. One of the coolest things that they added in this game. And my goodness, so great to watch all of the videos on the crazy thing that people make. Specifically, all of the Korok torture devices. Those are fantastic. I could watch those forever. I don't know why. It's horrible. Those poor Koroks. They didn't do anything wrong. Well, they did give you a golden turd for collecting 900 of them. So maybe that's why a lot of people make Korok torture devices because they're upset that they got a golden turd in the last game. But who knows? We're also just 
you know, sick, twisted people that like to torture these little creatures that have done nothing wrong. But I like to watch them, so it's fine. <laughs> One of the cool things that I thought they added in this game is, so the Pro HUD in Breath of the Wild, it would turn everything off other than the hearts. Now, I'm not saying that this is true, but we can pretty much confirm that Nintendo or somebody at Nintendo watches Nicky Jakey's videos because in his Magic of Discovery video, he talked about the hearts being on the Pro HUD and now they are gone. There is nothing on the screen. It is just the world that you are exploring. And then whenever you get hit, obviously your hearts show up, but definitely recommend turning it on. It's such a fun way to explore. You don't have the mini map, but it's really cool because you start to learn where to go rather than the map telling you where to go. And you start to explore the world and the landmarks and where everything is at, which is a much better way than just seeing a marker on a map and going towards that point. They took an already full, pretty much sandbox game and just made it even more with the Ultra Hand, the Fuse, and all the Zonite materials that you have. I did not realize how many different things they were going to be and how many crazy things that you could build. Just the one where it like homes in on enemies is such a cool little touch that they didn't need to add, but you can just attach a bunch of stuff to it and it just rides over to enemies. And then it's so cool. The gameplay was already really fun in Breath of the Wild, but they just took everything and they just made it better. And I pretty much have no complaints with this game, especially the gameplay. It is just fun. And building something for like the 14th time is still super satisfying for some reason, especially with the auto build. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's the sound effects of the Ultra Hand, but I can just sit there and make myself my little hover motorcycle over and over and just explore the world. And it is so cool. So for gameplay, I'm going to give it a 200 out of 200 because, again, there was nothing that I had an issue with. And it was so much fun building cool things, seeing what stuff works with other stuff. Basically like Breath of the Wild, where you're exploring, you know, like lightning storms and throwing weapons at enemies to have them get struck by lightning and all that kind of stuff. It felt like that again. Like you were re-exploring the world from new eyes because you had all of this new stuff at your disposal. The only thing that I miss from Breath of the Wild is I loved being able to just use bombs whenever I wanted to. I understand now why they didn't because there's a lot of spots that you need to like break rocks and you know, they have, they give you like rusty claymores and rocks and stuff to fuse to. So if you just had bombs, it would make it a lot easier, but I do miss that. There's enough bomb flowers in the world, so it's fine. All right. On to score. The music in this game is fantastic. They brought a lot of the music back from Breath of the Wild, which I'm totally fine with because it was all very, very good. But the depths, for some reason, it's not much actual music that's in the depths but they have this like this little vroom sound that just plays every once in a while and it has become some of my favorite music and i don't 
I can't even tell you why, but if that sound was gone in the depths, it just wouldn't be as good. I don't even know if I would really care for it because there's not a ton in it, but that little sound effect that just randomly shows up is so cool and such a nice little touch. And I think they added it in there because at the end, the further and further you get, the closer and closer, not the further and further, the closer and closer you get to Ganondorf, you start having that creepy backwards chanting music and that sound effect gets louder and longer and a little bit more just like raw and and deep sounding. And I think that's why they probably had that sound and that music, you know, with Ganondorf at the f- at first. And then they were probably like, ooh, what if we added the sound effect into the depths? Because then it just builds on itself and it gets so crazy. Oh my goodness. The music leading up to Ganondorf is why I'm going to give this a, t- a 200 out of 200. So good. So creepy. So terrifying, so intense, just perfect for leading up to Ganondorf and all the music at the very beginning and exploring in the sky and just riding your horse and Breath of the Wild and all of the temples and the boss music. They just took everything and made it so good. And even the music at the end when you're on the dragons and diving towards Zelda and all of that kind of stuff, just such good orchestra, such good music that they made that was just perfect in pretty much every single way. So I love the score, which is why I gave it a 200 out of 200. Just really, really good. As you've noticed, there are very few complaints that I have for this game because they took everything from Breath of the Wild and just made it better which very rarely happens when a studio listens to the people and takes their concerns, their gripes, their issues, and actually changes them. We very rarely get that. We'll get a sequel and it'll change some things, but it'll also make a lot of stuff worse. And so this was like, guys, okay, we heard you. We know you love Breath of the Wild, but we want to make it even better. And... This game is not DLC. This is a brand new game and it's fantastic. And I'm like now wondering if I ever go back to Breath of the Wild because it'll feel like a beta at this point, which is so crazy to me that they could take that game and make it seem so little. All right, on to Vibe. Vibe, 200-200. Easy, just for the coolness of Ganondorf in this entire game. The end boss fight, so good. I think my favorite, it's pretty close up there with Demise because Demise is my all-time favorite boss fight, but this was almost like Demise in Breath of the Wild because of how it played out, but just a little bit more, a little bit harder, a little bit more intense. And I was happy about that because I was so disappointed when Breath of the Wild, when you fought Ganondorf, it was like, the easiest thing rather than being one of the hardest. I know that technically end boss fights shouldn't always be the hardest thing because you want people to complete it, but there's something just so satisfying when it's an incredibly difficult boss fight and you finally overcome it. Because mind you, 
I had found probably like 50 or so shrines. So I only had about 16 hearts and uh, two stamina wheels. So I died a lot because uh, I wasn't fully prepared, but I wanted to beat it and I wanted to be able to record it. And so I think I liked it even a little bit more because of that. I also had to fight this the um, seized construct, which I had no idea how to fight because I hadn't done the spirit temple. And so... I think I'd use Yonobu one time and hit him and it knocked him into the the ring basically. And I was like, oh, okay, I know what I need to do now. And so that was a fun fight because I just kept hitting him. And I'm like, there's no way that you have to slowly pick away at his health. Like all of my weapons are going to be gone. Guys, this game was really, really good. I'm still playing it. I'm still probably going to put another 100, 200 hours into this game. It is so much fun. And again, I love that it is actually open world. You do the little tutorial at the beginning and you get all of your um, new abilities. And after that, you can go fight Ganon if you really want to. I've seen speedruns of it and it's pretty crazy, but I love that. I just love that you. it really is open world. You don't have to do it in any specific way. You... You're the, you take the reins and you determine where you want to go. And most games, pretty much all games, cannot say that because there's still a story that you have to follow, even if it is pretty open world. This one, just the beginning is it. After that, the world is your oyster and it's really, really cool. So um, I think that's going to be pretty much it for the episode. I love this game. It was super awesome. My score out of a thousand will be um, nine eighty-eight out of a thousand, and that's yeah, that's how I feel. It's really, really good. There's very little things that is wrong with this game. I think it'd be cool if we get another one like it on a new Switch. Just kind of to see how much more they could really do and kind of fix some of those performance issues that were in there. I hope they keep going this route with Zelda. And I'm pretty sure they will because this game sold 10 million copies in three days. And that's almost unheard of. It's unheard of for Nintendo because it broke the Guinness World Record for fastest selling Nintendo game. So I hope they continue it because it's just a perfect formula rather than the old ones where it was so linear and you got a weapon in a dungeon that you use for the boss that you would hit a few times and kill him. This is cool. This is new. You decide how you want to play it and you decide how you want to beat this game. So guys, that's going to be it. Um, we should be back next week with Spider-Verse. It will be me and Sam. I think that's going to be our first video podcast. What we're probably going to do is probably create like a Twitch channel and do it live. So check out the show notes, join our discord, stuff like that, because I'll be posting a link to it. Um, so you'll pretty much be able to see it earlier, just kind of whenever we record it, which will be really cool. And then we'll have video podcasts for Spotify and for YouTube. So we'll see how that goes. So join us next week for Spider-Verse. And again, please play this game and please subscribe to the channel because it really helps. 
and allows us to do more fun things and talk about them. So join us next week for random electrolytes are casually tinkering inside of new, totally intelligent monkey ears. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.